This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Guys, how are you doing? It is, technically it's Friday. Actually, it's Friday. <laughs> Say Friday, Friday. I know, you're not even expecting this, but I have an ultimate special guest today with us at um, a seat at the table. It's LaShonda Brown. <laughs> she thought I was going to say her other. <laughs> I cannot pronounce your married name. Oh, I ain't even going to try. I ain't going to try. No, let, let's look. We're trying new things. So if you, got, you guys follow me on social media, you already know that I read one book a month because in all transparency, I don't pronounce words very well. I know that's something we... I, some of my friends enough have talked about because of the way that I grew up, right? So um, now I can do your numbers, but the talking, I mean, I can talk, but I want to expand my vocabulary. So I'm reading more books and um, just get into that space. So I'm going to try to pronounce your last name, LaShonda. It's okay. On social media, I go by LaShonda Brown. So this is, is true. All, this is very true. Good. I mean, let's be clear. It's, I'm a brown girl with a brown last name. It is all good. D... Leave Delavit, girl. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. It's my husband's fault. Don't worry. <laughs> Cause um, Josh is what? That what's the origin it's of his a Croatian last... last name? Okay, see, that's mm -hmm. why. Okay, but you know, we always are, you know, kind of picking at people like, hey, you should be able to pronounce my name, right? You know, people of color. Some of us have colorful um or um names so sometimes you're like you know you need to learn how to pronounce that that's part that is my name right so welcome LaShonda how are you doing today I'm doing great how are you <laughs> oh good <laughs> y'all this is gonna be my first episode just going off the rip um to be totally honest with you we had some technical difficulties and that happens right that happens in business um things just don't go the way that you think and LaShonda thank you so much for taking time out your day to do this a second time so that means it's gonna be even better even better okay so let's start tell the people who you are what you do where you live who your mama who your daddy all the things <laughs> all the things well guys my name is LaShonda Brown and I'm a corporate film producer a YouTuber and a tech educator and I'm really passionate about teaching people how to grow their business without breaking the bank. Um, when we started our business back in 2011, we had to bootstrap everything. And so what I do on my YouTube channel is I try to remove the stigma of you having to do it yourself. You do it yourself until you can afford to pay someone else. And so I try to stand in that gap be that mentor that I always wanted and try to reduce the overwhelm of using technology in your business. Because, I mean, sometimes you're in a point where you don't even know what to Google to get where mm -hmm. you need to be. And so I like to be that resource. I like to make things feel less overwhelming for people, simplify the process so that ultimately not only can you grow your business, but you can even venture into the world of generating passive income. So that's what I do in a nutshell. Love it. Yes. LaShonda has been a key performer in Financial Fancy. 
Um, she set up my website. I am now creating automations, which is crazy to me because I think a lot of people would have believed that I would have had them beforehand. I actually hired a VA before I did automations. So now I'm learning Zapier and I be answering all of Shonda's questions in her stories. She's like, should I do? Yes, teach me make a video, put it on the YouTube. <laughs> and I mean, cause, hand, okay, so LaShonda taught me how to make freebies. She has like this vault space, but she also does the YouTube. So how to do freebies, how to connect it to PayHip, how to, you know, add stuff on um, PayPal, how to do Canva, how to, you know, all the things. And I know that a lot of us, I think a lot of times people are scared to move into those spaces it's because it's the unknown and something i've continued to tell people is let's take let's you know again as i'm trying to learn more words is your vernacular is also important right the way that you talk to yourself how would you know this space in entrepreneurship you have never done this before so it's very much like when i'm like all right when i moved to lynchburg i didn't know nobody here i was a lone, lonely freshman at liberty trying to find my way and how to cross the street to get to the Walmart that they just built. And um, quickly, even before my freshman year, it was as if I had always been in Lynchburg all my life, right? It's very much like when we see these girls doing their makeup and like, oh, I wish I knew how to put my lashes on or I wish I knew how to do this. Practice, figure it out, find a routine. Like the more that you do something, the more you become more knowledgeable with it, right? So don't be scared of the unknown or say you don't know. You you not you don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the point, right? So that you can learn the things. Well, yeah, you don't have to be an expert at everything. And I think that's one of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make in the beginning. You feel like not only do I need to have a business that provides a product or a service, but I need to be HR. I need to be accounting. I need to be the marketing department. I need to be da 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 da. And so ultimately when humility steps into your business it says i don't have to know it all let me support someone else and them walking in their zone of genius i don't do my bookkeeping i don't want to keep tax code in my head that's not my gifting you know but if i remove that space from my mind that frees me up to do more of the things that only i can do mm -hmm. and so ultimately like when you're in business, there are just some things you have to pay for, whether you don't have the time to do it or you don't have the expertise. And there's nothing wrong with you admitting your own limitations, but trying to push through and do it anyway, making mistakes along the way can be extremely costly years down the road. And so I just think, you know, one of the best things that you can do as an entrepreneur is just stay in your lane. It's okay. Ooh. As long as you stay in your lane, yes. you're not going to wreck. You're going to go forward and you're going to be able to achieve greatness in your life. But it's when we try to do all the things we get distracted and, you know, mistakes happen. So, I mean, it's, it's funny looking back, you know, I've been in business for 10 years and it's like, I look at, you know, 2012 with Shonda and I'm like, oh my, <laughs> the things I wish she knew. Um, but it's okay. You know, ultimately if you can manage your money well, you can buy yourself time mm. to get to the point where, you know, those things are just things you look at with hindsight. Um, so you're going to make mistakes. I think trying to not make mistakes will keep you from growth. Oh, for sure. So just make them and bounce back quickly because right. it's just going to happen. Like right. most of us did not come from a family of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so if you're going to be the first person, you're going to be putting yourself out there. You have to be willing to say, I may mess up, but I'm not going to give up on me. Right. And if you can do that, 
you'll stay in business. Exactly. So how do you center yourself as a creative? Because I feel like your mind is probably going a mile a minute with new ideas, how to implement the new things. And also technology is always forever changing. So as soon as you have mastered one space, it's almost like this new thing came and now you want to teach that. Like, I want to learn how to do that one thing that you offer, the... um. What is it? It's like you kind of like come together as a group and then you're supposed to be working together. Oh, groove. Yeah, groove. But I'm like, do I really mm -hmm. need to learn another thing, Sharice? You know, it, you make it look cool, but I'm just like, I'm trying to learn ClickUp and, and all these other things. Let me let me master that first. How do you how do you center yourself or focus yourself when you have so much going on and so much creativity in you? I will tell you, I have been studying this concept from so many different perspectives. And ultimately, I realized that using social media a lot, it conditions your brain to stay in a space of constant distraction. Like mm. you can't focus, you can't um, bring it all in and be productive because, you know, you're constantly checking notifications, you're constantly answering mm -hmm. comments and things like that. And so uh, one of my friends, Hannah Brencher, she posted um, on her account this uh, 1000 hour unplugging challenge. And so ultimately what you're trying to do, she did it within a year. But what you're trying to do is just train yourself to unplug. And what I realized when I started doing that is I was able to be way more creative when I wasn't constantly consuming content. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, what makes you second guess yourself, what makes you compare yourself to others, what stifles your creativity is too much studying other people. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, you know, mind the business that pays you like you've got to focus on you. Mm -hmm there's enough for everyone to win. So mm -hmm. you really don't need to be concerned with right. what anyone else is doing. And so when I'm able to actually bring it all in and focus on, well, what is it that I wanna accomplish? What's my definition of success? Then I can say, okay, like right now, it's like I want to study course creation from the online entrepreneur world. Mm -hmm. I've been creating educational DVDs for years to sell through the government. But it's like, okay, how do I sell from, you know, I know business to government, but what does business straight to the consumer look like? Mm -hmm. How do you launch a course and get people to not only purchase it, but tell their friends? And so I'm taking the time to study that now. And like, I'm only studying one new thing at a time. Mm -hmm. There's so much changing in technology mm -hmm. that it's almost like it's created for you to not be able to keep up. Mm. So you have to decide what's my strategy? What am I trying to use? And just try to learn a new skill one at a time mm. and just know you're going to be in a constant state of learning. So right. I, even I, like that's what I'm learning right now is just trying to figure out what's the most effective way to create and promote a course. And mm. so, you know, just find little things and unplug as often as possible. Yes. Um, I mean, it's just, it's so for your mental health, for inspiration, it, you just unplug and then also do things with your hands, you know, put your phone down and, you know, do a puzzle, create a craft, cook a meal, like mm -hmm. hang out with people. But it's that balance. I just noticed that the times when I feel so stressed and overwhelmed, it's when I'm looking at technology too much mm -hmm. and I'm not present in the world around mm -hmm. me. I've, um, in, in my last coach coaching 
Um, I, and, and right now I'm studying automation and what that looks like to give myself more time. So I've set up my back end on my Facebook. So now when you text me after so many, you know, after hours, right? Or if I don't respond back in so much time, you receive a message. So at least you, you know, cause that's the other part, you know, people need to feel like, oh, you seen, you know, you seen me. So that you, cause I guess the other part of us is the, being afraid that we're going to miss a sale too if we don't respond back to someone so quickly but the other part is and this is something i learned early is if you're the person who responds back quick people you have set the expectation kind of sort of where people are like oh you respond fast all these other times you know so you know why don't you respond back you know that you have to keep that momentum if you guys start creating a business relationship and that's hard to do yeah, you've got to you've got to set that precedent and you've got to essentially set the tone for the business relationship. I mean, I do the same thing on Instagram. It's like I have trained my Instagram audience to know I'm not going to post every day to my feed. Mm -hmm. There will be times where I will periodically ghost it simply because I am focused on something else that needs mm -hmm. my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is not the main platform mm -hmm. for driving traffic to my channel. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately it's like, if you set that tone and set those expectations from the beginning about your accessibility, about your work hours and things like that, it really does help you to not get behind when it mm -hmm. comes to running your business. So, I mean, if I had been posting every single day for six months and then went six weeks without posting, that could be disastrous. Mm -hmm. But since people are used to the fact that like right. periodically I right. disappear, they're like, ah, oh, she's fine. Right. So I think that's really important to know in the beginning, just set the tone and set the expectation so that the business that you build is sustainable for the long term. Right. Um, I just dropped a podcast yesterday and it was uh, talked a lot about, I know I interchange words, but I was like, maybe if I use these words, it would hit hard. I think a lot of us have outcome goals but we need to have effort goals, right? What is the effort that needs to be put out to get the outcome that you anticipate or the intentionality that you're setting up for your business? Because although you like a big picture, what is the tangibles? I'll, again, I always say, what is the SOP? What is the system of procedures for you to get to that? And, I, and a lot of times, sometimes actually, um, I have started something and say, oh, I want to learn this thing. And then I'm like, oh, but I don't want to do the things it takes me to learn this to be great. Like I downloaded um, Dubsado and it le they mm -hmm. legit have tutor tutorials with an S on YouTube. And I'm very grateful for it because I feel like, all right, it's not something that I need to kind of try to figure out. Like there's, there are some systems you'll download and they don't have tutorials or there's very limited information to learn how to use it. So then you can find yourself being frustrated. But I'm like, if you have this many tutorials, does that mean that this is more harder than I anticipated? So we're going to see what it looks like for a week. And then if not, I'm going <laughs> to stay on Zapier and call it a day. I'm going to be done. I'm going to be done. What's some systems that you use that helps you um, maximize your time, automate your life? Because I already know you like Canva. Canva does a lot. Look, Cam look, I could actually rock with Canva. Canva can schedule your stuff. You can create your stuff. You can, you can do a website on Canva now too, can't you? You can, you can. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't let you guys know that I am a certified Canva expert. So right now there are 25 of us around the world and 
it's just a really cool thing to not only be someone who uses the software a lot, but to be able to be behind the scenes mm-hmm. and see some of the features that they're rolling out and test things like that. And so that's been really enjoyable. There's some incredible things coming that like, if you don't have Canva Pro, I'm telling you, like, stop sleeping on Canva Pro. Because okay. ultimately, at this point, they're trying to help people to consolidate their subscription. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to pay for a separate scheduler. Mm-hmm. You can schedule within Canva. You don't have to pay for a different web builder. You can build a website mm-hmm. in Canva. And, like, all of these things are going to continue to come underneath one roof. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to be available if you have a pro account. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Canva is definitely one of mine. Um, the other is Flowdesk. I mean, honestly, the the money that is generated in my business largely goes back to having an email marketing system mm-hmm. because you, you don't own social media. Right. And so ultimately, like, it's cute to get followers on any social media platform. But we have seen in the past couple of years social media platforms go down. I mean, Facebook, I remember that day when Facebook was down. I mean, everyone was just baffled. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought that was a possibility. And so the reality is if your business is dependent on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, and those platforms go down, you have no other way to communicate with your audience if you don't have an email list. And so what I do with my email list is I automate a lot of the things that I want to educate my audience on mm-hmm. all the sales stuff or, you know, the resources I want to refer them to all of that is automated. So I can focus on content creation. Mm-hmm. Like that's where the money is. And so, um, I would just encourage people now, if you do not have an email list, I mean, it's right up there with the website, you know, mm-hmm. the way that the world works now, that website is like your digital storefront, but that, email marketing system is as practical as having a phone for your business. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, they go hand in hand. So we're just, we're beyond, you know, calling your customers, mm-hmm. texting your customers, mm-hmm. like you need to be able to email them. Right. And so having that system in place in the beginning will save you so much hardship in the long run. And the reality of the situation is, is if someone signs up for your email list, that that's them telling you, hey, I really like you, like you. And I want you to be in my space because, you know, it's beyond a social media platform. And also, let's be clear, too, because marketing is not just this social media. I think that's also the other thing that people moving social media like it's a a marketing and it it, it can be a marketing space let's be clear but social media marketing is it comes with more strategy analytics all the things um i think the email list is most definitely uh marketing is it hits all the all the notes because that person's already signed up but also text message marketing right there's dm marketing there's there's all kinds of marketing so i think sometimes we forget that there's multiple ways to um convey a message to people or our consumers when we're trying to find people who buy the product and service that we sell. Um, shoot, I repost on Pinterest all of the um, podcast episodes. Some people are like, huh, you're on Pinterest? I was like, yeah. One of the things LaShonda told me when we first met, she said, pick three platforms. Don't feel like you need to be everywhere with everybody. Like, Pick the three where your people are and you can be most effective. And that has been like my set in stone. And that also has helped me have some sanity because I don't feel like I need to be on like I never so I did download Clubhouse and I very quickly got off of Clubhouse. It's just not my jam. 
Um, I never you can just waste so much time on Clubhouse, and yes. I just feel like the return on your time is so low. Mm -hmm. It's not worth the effort. I At least not right now. Right. I never did Periscope, although I heard it was popping over there. I never did Periscope. No, I made money. When okay. I tell you, and see, that's the thing. And let's like, let's take a pause on that thought. It wasn't Periscope itself. It was the concept of live streaming. Mm. And so live streaming is like, it is such a game changer in business because it's not edited. When you are speaking directly to your target customer and there are no edits and it's raw and it's transparent and it is honest, people feel a sense of connection to you that is unmatched by any other form of marketing right mm -hmm. now. And so the reality is it doesn't matter what platform you live stream on, but live streaming should eventually, I wouldn't say in the beginning, but eventually be a part of your strategy because mm -hmm. of the level of trust mm -hmm. that it develops with your audience in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So for me, I got to the point where I could get on Periscope and I knew if I, I stayed on for 30 minutes, I would make a certain amount of money. Mm. Because every single time I would do a scope or whatever, people would go to my website and they would sign up for a consultation or, or sign up for, um, you know, a strategy session or whatever. And so ultimately, if you have something that people can immediately take action on without giving you money, like just one more step that says, I'm interested in having a deeper relationship with you, whether mm -hmm. it's a freebie or a discovery call or whatever, use live streaming as a way to drive traffic there mm -hmm. because it is, I mean, the whole LuLaRoe business model was built on oh, selling mm -hmm. clothes on a live stream. Right. And also so it's powerful. Um, paparazzi. Paparazzi. Well, yep. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are like doing the lives and saying, do you want these pair? Put one on the, in the comments. One, put a one, 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 you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a coach also, her business model is very heavy on, um, doing lives and, um, showing up. So I do Money Making Mondays. I do do a live every Monday. Um, I think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, LinkedIn also had a live feature. I don't, I think they took it away though. Hey, you guys, we're taking a little break from the podcast to highlight our first sponsored ad. So tune in and make sure you write down the code that's at the end if you want to get a savings with our newest sponsor. Enjoy. Lexi and Lee is a mindful life boutique with capsule statements that can suit any wardrobe selection. When you shop there, you'll find all kinds of unique maker gems like jewelry, home goods, clothing, and accessories. Supporting Lexi and Lee is supporting the downtown community and collection of partnerships with local businesses. Make sure while you're enjoying downtown to stop by Lexi and Lee across from the farmer's market on Main Street and give them a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Lexi and Lee. And for an added bonus, for your visit in person or online, use the code FANCY to get 20% off your purchase. Again, use promotion code FANCY to get 20% off and let them know Financial Fancy sent you. So the LinkedIn Live feature is in beta. So you have to be accepted into the program to test it out. I'm not sure of the timeline of when they're rolling it out, but I mean, there's also YouTube Live 
There's obviously Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. There's Instagram Live. So, I mean, most platforms at this point allow you to do a live stream. Oh, and they do it all the time on TikTok. Baby, right now you go on there and there's going to be a whole bunch of people on live, on TikTok, doing live videos. They actually look to it a lot. I see in a lot of the TikTok comments, people are like, when are you going live next? These people want to engage with you, know you, see Mm -hmm. you, feel you. Like, that's a lot. Um, So let's talk about, like, imposter syndrome a little bit. Something that hinders me, why I've never been a big person, like, you typically don't find me making call to action saying, hey, follow all the things, right? But because, although I'm not saying I don't want a big following, I think I have a fear of, like, too many people, like, I want to be able to go outside, okay? And I'm not saying that's not, <laughs> I can go outside now, but um, especially in Richmond, because no, nobody know me. I'm new here. In Lynchburg now, I, I'd probably run into somebody I know. But um, I guess I, I feel a fear a little bit about um, growing to an extent where people can have commentary about who I am mm-hmm. because Lord knows yeah. I'm not perfect. Um, there's a TikTok going around. You see, I referenced a TikTok. I love the TikToks now. I don't I do not do anything business on TikTok. But there's this thing going around where people are like showing a dual side of their life um, in the, with this, this sound. And I understand the conceptual thought process. It's very vulnerable to tell. I mean, it's very much like the post I posted the other day. I said, like, I filed bankruptcy, you guys. Like, and it, it kind of seems like, but aren't you a financial person? Very true. I didn't also didn't conceptualize that people wouldn't pay my invoices. I didn't conceptualize like I, that was the furthest thing from my mind when I first started my business. Um, and then it was the reality of the situation. Um, and to be so vulnerable, I feel like almost gives people the the rule is if you share it, then I can com- have commentary about that. And so I'm very like, should I should I share this? Should I you know what's something that you've struggled with? I mean, because you're very vulnerable on social. I mean, you only show what you want to show, let's be clear. But at the same time, I think you also do share vulnerable things um, with us, and we appreciate that. Like, do you ever feel some kind of way about that? Or how do you figure out what you share and what you don't? Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting because I'm married to a man who does not use social media. Um, Josh has a Facebook page because some websites make you log in with Facebook. Um, but he does not have an Instagram. He's not TikToking. He's not none of that <laughs> stuff. And so ultimately, I remember a phase of life where I began to realize that people thought I didn't have like a good relationship with my husband because mm. they didn't see from him. Mm. And so I started to like post content that just shared a bit more about our relationship because I'm like, mm. our marriage is fantastic. I mean, I right. work with my husband, so right. clearly I can't, right. like I really right, like right, him because right, right. I'm around him all right. the time. And so I realized, you know, people started treating him differently once they realized what he was like behind the scenes, but because he had no social presence, they didn't know what to make of him. And so I, I think there's some dynamic of letting people in enough that they understand the heart behind what you do. Hmm. Um, but they don't need to see you bleeding, if right. you know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. like a, if you're in the midst of, you know, family trouble, um, real struggles. I don't I don't believe in processing online. Right. I believe in processing offline and coming back when you have a takeaway. Yeah. Like you I don't I don't think it's helpful to be in the midst of it 
and just putting all that out there because right. it adds even more pressure right. because now you're again, opening yourself right. up to scrutiny of right. what will people think if I X, Y, Z. And so I think there's a dynamic of, we need to make sure that we show our humanity. Nobody wants to see a complete highlight reel where it's like, Oh, all she does is win. you know, does mm -hmm. she fail at all? Like, is she struck? Like, does she ever struggle? Like, right. is she even human? So you have to balance it. Like you, you definitely want to celebrate your wins, but you also, when you have enough hindsight, you want to look back and, and look at those times that didn't go according to plan and say, okay, what can I learn from that? And how can I share that to help somebody else? Mm. But you don't have to share everything. There right. are family members that have never been on my social media. There are events I've been to that have never been, mm -hmm. you know, private events that have never been documented. I'll take, and what I'll do is I will take photos or I'll take video for myself mm -hmm. I've done that. and I just don't mm -hmm. post it, you know? And so I'm all about, you know, take content to remember these wonderful things in life, but ask yourself every single time, is this something that I want people to have access to 10 years from now? Mm. You know, some of that stuff, you know, you're having a good time with your friends and you're at the winery drinking everything you can see. And <laughs> maybe 10 years from now, you don't want you that on exactly, the internet. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so just discretion is also huge. So I, I just think like, ultimately, we just need to slow down. If we slow down and think a lot of the things that we do on social media, we wouldn't do. Right. And so it's when we're moving, moving, moving and feeling like we got to respond to everything. We got to, you know, post every day, do all the things. That's when we start making mistakes. And, and we've seen in the news so much of people's social media presence mm -hmm. coming back to bite them years later. So just slow down right. um, and give yourself that space to say, I can enjoy this moment without having to post it. Right. And that's going to help you a lot. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I most definitely have gone to events that no one knows about. <laughs> I've been in places that, someone, <laughs> that is no, no, nobody and knows. And that's fine. Right. There's something exactly. freeing about that. Right, you know? right. And also, is it really is it really necessary? Because this, I was listening, so I had two things. Nicole Walters expressed very much the same sentiment you just said. She says she only shares after she is healed from the scars. She's not giving you the information while she's um has to put ointment in the midst a band-aid right you know like let me tell you after right the aftermath like me bringing up my that happened a long time ago it's, okay let's talk about it i'm okay with, you know it's not gonna bring me to tears if you like got questions you know what i'm saying i'm not in the midst of it um also kev on stage said <laughs> i was just listening to his recent podcast that just came out yesterday and he was saying that you know, if people want to create a narrative about you, they going to do that. There, There's going to be the end, especially on YouTube. There was a time and it's still kind of like that a little bit. People who want to create narratives or stories or make their platform about drama, you know, um, such and such. Are they really happy or this that, and that? Because I also I would um, echo the same sentiments I, when I was married. A lot of people I had a lot of people tell me, oh, I didn't even know you were married. I have a whole ring on my finger. What more? I mean, if that's not the semblance, <laughs> my ring was big, babe. Let's be clear, okay? But the other thing is like, why do you feel that you get the right to enter? Th this is my business page. I mean, what? This is not. This is not for. Right. This is well, not and for that's and that's the thing that's crazy is now people feel like no matter what they do for a business, it needs to be a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know what you did on the weekend for you to fix my car, like just fix my car. Yes. You know, every business doesn't have to be a lifestyle brand. And so I think if, you know, even in my case, I, I run into this a lot where people go like, oh, are you an influencer? And I said, no. 
well, but aren't you doing YouTube for a living? I was like, yeah, I'm an educator yeah. who posts her content on right. YouTube. But that opens me up to not feel the need to document every mm -hmm. aspect of my life right. because it's not relevant. Right. Actually, now that you think about it and I'm adding, adding some more content and perspective around it, I would say your Instagram is... It's not business because you used to have the about 90 Instagram, right? So that was just the business. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, yeah, you're sharing what you're doing to your day to day. But you're not, I don't know, it, you you intertwine it so well. I don't know. It's not, it's not like I feel like you do business, but it's personal too, if that makes any sense. And I know a lot of people can't do that. That's why I have two separate accounts. It is very difficult for mm -hmm. me to... Or I feel like people, I don't want people to feel like I'm talking about taxes or bookkeeping on one page when I feel like they need to be separate. If you come to Financial Fancy, we right. talking about the, they ain't no, you ain't gonna see me hanging out with my niece. You ain't gonna see nothing personal on that page. But you come on over to Reese, Reese Jefferson's page, my personal page, you gonna get dress ministry, you gonna get the winery, you gonna get, <laughs> you gonna get that side. And I don't think for me, for my branding, it does not make sense to have mm -hmm. them together. But you know, you hit it on the head. I hadn't even, you conceptualized the thought process but a lot of people come on um social media and it's a life it feels like a lifestyle space um because everyone's showing like well, what you i have bought to, you have to decide the priority it's mm -hmm. like if the priority is business mm -hmm. then focus on your business mm -hmm. but if the priority is personal and then here's what i do for a living then there you go i right. mean for me it came down to time Mm -hmm. I didn't want to manage multiple Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. And so I had to say to myself, okay, if I could only have one account, I'm not going to get rid of my personal account. Right. So if I can only have one account, how can I balance the two? And mm -hmm. so what I did is I went through and I archived all my deeply personal stuff. And I actually sent it to a company called Chatbooks and had them printed, which was so beautiful because like once it was printed, the post all of a sudden meant more to me. And so it has like the photo on the right and then the caption or the photo on the left and the caption on the right. And so, you know, when I started my Instagram account, it was right after I got engaged. Mm -hmm. And so you see pictures of, um, you know, me picking out the dresses and, and all these different, I mean, it was, again, very personal. So I archived all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, if I'm going to share my personal life, what's the intent behind it? Mm -hmm. And And if you notice on my Instagram account, it is very rare that I post pictures of my family. Mm -hmm. I don't even post on Instagram, you know, for every birthday and anniversary and all mm -hmm. of the things. Every now and again, you'll get an anniversary photo, probably happy birthday post for my mm -hmm. husband, like things like that. But like, I'm not, I'm not overly saturating mm -hmm. it with personal stuff. But in my stories, oh, I'm going to show you that I went to the gym because I'm proud of mm -hmm. myself. I'm going to show you, you know, board game night or places I went or I'm going to celebrate other people. Mm -hmm. But even though my account has a personal feel, it's not a personal account. Not right. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. I think and so because I'm very strategic, I, mm -hmm. I can balance it too. Right. But like most right. people, it's just easier just to have a personal right. account. Right. And I also think people, again, simultaneously use words and make them seem the same thing but they're not like again like because you referring things you it, it could seem like you come off as an influencer but i'm just like but what is an influencer like that's i have influence right. but i wouldn't consider myself an influencer mm -hmm. because an influencer to me is someone whose personality is up for hire 
Mm. You know, it's like, okay, you can oh, leverage my personality okay. mm-hmm. to, to go out and promote your brand and be a spokesperson for your brand. And I don't, that's not the approach I'm trying to take. Mm-hmm. I will partner mm-hmm. with companies, mutually beneficial relationship, right. and mm-hmm. I will partner with them. Right. But I'm not selling my likeness to sell mm. You know, and so it's important to me that people understand the difference. Like you're not going to catch me like promoting HelloFresh. <laughs> I say that now and I might change my mind later because money's good, but I, I don't see myself right. doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so I'm not that kind of content right. creator. Right. I am right. an educator. Right. On YouTube and everything and so that you refer, you do say the difference. Right. Yeah. Everything. And it's, yeah. And it's like, and if I talk about Jotform, it's because I use Jotform. If I talk about right. Canva, it's because I use Canva. So right. it's very much um, like case studies. It's like, here's here are the sites that I'm using and here's right. how you can use it. Right. But I'm not going to do like a, a fashion haul right. on Bootstrap no. Device. Yeah. Like, right. you don't need to know what's in my closet. Like, right. that's not relevant. Right. right. So that's why I like, I try to like teach people as often as possible. Like, right. no, I'm not that. Because right. there's so many different types of content creators out there. Sometimes we... We pigeonhole people based on just what we see on Instagram. Right, yeah. I would say the same thing, too, because some people are like, oh, you're influ-. No, I don't feel like I'm an influencer at all either. But I like to t- just tell you what I-, I got this dress from here. I got this dress from here there. I shop local. That's something that's you know near and dear to my heart. That is something I live out loud, period. Hair by... Um, selena for both of us selena made me this custom wig I just, oh guys, yeah she did guys, it <laughs> yes. y'all can't you guys can't see us but we, yes. are both, we are both slayed by selena today and um yeah so <laughs> yeah that's crazy so what's something that you would encourage someone to do if they are just getting started because as as a business advisor with the capital region right the first thing people usually ask is, I need money, right? They want to get a loan. They want to get a grant, whatever, whatever. But if they, like legit, I give them tangibles very much, you know, like you're doing bootstrapping it. What's something that you would tell somebody when they first, first get started? I would encourage them to honestly get outside, get away and be honest with themselves about why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because for some people, Maybe you just need a different job. You don't need Mm -hmm. to start a whole business. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks that entrepreneurship is just the most glamorous thing in the world. And it ain't. But let me tell you. (laughs) And it ain't. ain't. (laughs) And it ain't. (laughs) It ain't. (laughs) You know, you left a nine to five to work 24-7. It's it's not a good deal most of the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I say that, but I love it. But the thing about it is, is like you have to love it Mm -hmm. to stick with it. And Mm -hmm. so ultimately, just be honest with yourself why are you choosing to take this step you know and have that in the front of your mind so that when times get hard you can tell yourself i'm doing this for flexibility so i can be there for my kids or Mm -hmm. i'm I'm doing this because i hit the ceiling in my job and and i don't want to um be stifled in, in my growth in my career or whatever like you have to be so clear about those things what does success mean to you don't let the world tell you what mm-hmm. success looks like know that for yourself and so i think a lot of times when you want to start a business people hit the ground running they're like oh i need a logo oh i need it you know mm-hmm. for my llc oh i need a website oh, da, da, da. and then the mindset part of it gets left behind and eventually they don't even know why they're doing what they're doing mm-hmm. anymore. They're just staying busy for the right. sake of being busy. And so I just encourage people, know for yourself, why am I doing this? Where am I trying to go? 
what's the enough number? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone doesn't, I, I don't believe everyone has to be a millionaire because there's mm-hmm. a certain level of responsibility mm-hmm. that comes with making seven figures. And so maybe that's not what you want. Maybe you want an extra one to $2,000 a month. Okay, be clear about those things right. so that when the world tries to pressure you with how you should be doing things, right. then you're able to go back to that foundation and say, hey, that wasn't my mission. That's mm-hmm. not my vision. Good for them. Doesn't have to be for me. Right. And so I wish I had done that in the beginning because now that I have that clarity of vision, it's easier for me to be passionate about what I do because I can see how it all works together. Mm-hmm. So take the time to set the mindset for your business. The mm-hmm. money will come, but the mindset, you you have to have that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love that. Um, LaShonda, how long have you been in business? <sighs> 12 years this year, technically. Y'all don't that's, to... that's what our paperwork says. That's what the paperwork says. <laughs> oh, no. What, 11. 11 years. Sorry. Okay. 11 years. We appreciate it. Okay. But yes. a decade. That's what I okay. say. Just a decade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I updated my bio, my PR manager. I, she, I was like, you don't even got to put the years. Just put expert or um, veteran because or at this point. Plus, right, right. Plus yeah, 10 plus. 15 some, plus, yeah, 20 yeah. plus. Yeah. Because once you. Once you General range. Because <laughs> you be forgetting. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Because in my head, it's like. When did we get the LLC? When did we actually start making money? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when was it from hobby to business? And ugh, and and for and for me, I conceptually don't have any idea of time after the 2000s, anyways. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I lived in Lynchburg for over 20 years. Then when I moved to Richmond, I was like, I legit lived in Lynchburg for over 20 years. That is absolutely crazy. I said Lynchburg raised me. I mean, let's be clear. I was like, Mm. I moved there when I was 17. I was like, Lynchburg, yeah, Lynchburg raised me. That's absolutely crazy. But yeah, I spent a long, 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 long time there. So, well, LaShonda, I want to thank you so much for your time on the show. So we're going to do rapid fire questions. Don't give, oh gosh! Okay. Don't give it thought. Ooh. Just give me your first answer. Okay. okay? I've been I've been ending okay. all the all the conversations like this. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why? Hmm. Hmm. Is a is a sandwich not a piece of meat between two pieces a, of bread? It's on a bun. Yeah, but it's bread. It's still bread. But it's, yeah, a bun is bread, correct? Okay, okay. I mm-hmm. see your point. I just, yeah, you know, hmm. <laughs> I don't think it is. But I can't explain why it's not. <laughs> I've only had one person say yes. This is hilarious. Okay, okay. I, I respect it. I respect it. What current book are you reading right now? So you guys know I'm reading, I bo- read a book once um, a month. I'm currently reading Atomic Habits. Um, oh, Atomic Habits, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm currently reading. What are you reading? I was like, oh, let me look at my Audible. Because I, I knew it was Viola Davis's book, but I was like, okay. what's the name of it again? I'm reading Finding Me. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. And Homecoming. That's okay. the other one I'm reading, which is brilliant. Homecoming so about what? Homecoming is about, like, the intersection of psychology and spirituality, about, like, working on your mental health from both sides. Like, not all spiritual and not all science and bringing them okay. together. I might have to make that um, my next book. It's really good. Really, really good. Okay. And one tip for the listeners today that you want them to come away with. Hmm. One tip. One tip. 
would just say, oh man, there's so many things. I got so like, all things, the tips. So I'm like, things. all I do is tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would just say you need to have a support system. Oh, it's not all is. about you. Mm -hmm. Everyone who accomplished anything good did it because they had a community behind them. Yeah. So make sure you have a support system. Hey, and that's exactly what I wrote on. Um, that's what I posted. That's what I think that's what was scheduled on Instagram today. I was talking about community, right? Getting connected with your local chamber and other groups, right? Um, the parable says that if you want to run fast, go alone. But if you want to run far, go with others. So, yeah, community is everything. We, and that's something me and LaShonda most definitely, hands down, that, that's Picasso. That's Chef's Kiss. Always, always collective. I grew up one of seven children, so <laughs> I, I know how to work in a team <laughs> from birth. Everything's a team effort. Everything's a team effort. <laughs> everything. LaShonda, thank you so much for your time today. Um, you guys, of course, I have two things for you. I am rooting for your win, obviously. And of course, if you need community, you can DM me, of course. I have all of LaShonda's um, connections. LaShonda, how can people, or what's your preferred method of people to contact you if they're looking to connect with you? Yeah, I'll give you guys two links. You can go to LaShondaBrown.com and that's got tons of information on there, free resources. But if you go to BootstrapBizAdvice.com, that's going to send you straight to my YouTube channel where you can start learning today. Hey, we love it. And I hope that you guys have the best day ever. I'll talk to you guys later. Aha!